welcome to Uncluttered, the podcast that discusses the connection between faith and organizing. Our focus is not just the how to be organized, but why it's important from a biblical standpoint to leave the chaos and the clutter in our lives behind. I'm Angie Height, an author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. And I'm Leanna George, a author, an author and former professional organizer living in Houston, Texas. Are you ready to unclutter your home and your heart so you can focus on what matters most? If so, let's dive in. All right. We are in season two of yes. Uncluttered Podcast. Uh, it is great to be back in the studio. We took a little bit of a hiatus over the summer, um, but we're back stronger than ever with lots of tips for uncluttering, simplifying your life so you can focus on what's most important. Um, so it's been nice to take a little break, but I'm excited to be back. Um, yeah, so how has your summer been so far, Leanna? You know, it's just pretty good. It's pretty good. I um, went to a writer's conference, so that was always fun. Nice. I love being within those. Um, and then my family and I took some time away. We went to New York with my two daughters, visiting my mm -hmm. youngest daughter. Right. Went to the beach, of course, because you oh, know me. Oh, your happy place for sure. My happy place. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I guess the only thing that's probably a bummer about the summer is that I have hurt my knee and... Um, so yeah, that's not pretty and probably we'll have surgery here pretty soon. But other than that, if I can just get through the triple digits of South Texas, I can say it's been pretty good. How about you? Yeah, uh, yeah it's been a really good summer so far. Um, so Kingsport has this great festival called Fun Fest. I love Fun Fest. It's been going on since I was in high school. Um, oh. And then, so then we've had a lot of W's. So Eric and I did a waterfall weekend in Western North Carolina around Brevard. It's like waterfall Mecca. I saw 18 mm -hmm. waterfalls. So, you know, we love being on the trails. Um, and, oh, uh, waterfall, Wisconsin. Um, so I have a daughter in Wisconsin, one in Chicago. And so just being able to go in between the two and see both of them, just priceless because they're so mm -hmm. far away. And then wedding, we're prepping for a wedding. My older daughter oh. is getting married. And uh, so it's a really exciting time for the Height family. Yeah. And, and, oh, and then this is really big news. So early in the summer, I became a great aunt. Yes. Oh. So my niece had her baby. Her name is Edie and she is two months old and she's absolutely precious. Um, so I've been able to see her a few times and um, so, but starting this fall, when her mom goes back to work part-time, I'll be helping take care of her. And, uh, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm just going to have to admit, I'm a little bit anxious about it as well. Oh yeah, I can understand. I mean, I'm sure your aunt, your niece is grateful for the help, but I mean, it's a huge responsibility. Yes. It's, I mean, we know that having been moms, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but then now it's somebody else's baby, yes. even though it's family, it's still. So, so what is it you're most anxious about? Well, okay. So, you know, big responsibility just for the baby, but then there's also just home things, you know, dishes and laundry and cooking, all that stuff. And then pets, they have a dog and three cats. Mm. Um, and I guess my biggest concern and goal or whatever is I just want to make sure that I do everything the way that they want me to do it. You know, um, also, you know, I'm no spring chicken and you know, it's been a long time since I've taken care of the baby of a baby. I don't have the energy that I used to have and the focus I used to have. So 
uh, I just really want to make sure I learn everything correctly so I do it just the way that they would do it since, yeah. you know, their baby, their house, their pets. So, sure. Yeah. No, 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 that makes sense. It makes total sense. And I would probably be the same. I'd probably, yeah. you know, uh, want to to make them happy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I love that you brought this up because it kind of goes in line with what we're talking about today. And mm -hmm. that is how well am I man managing what God has given me? What, what, how well am I managing specifically the gifts that God has given me? And, you know, we want to be good managers, good stewards of what we have from God. Yes. And, you know, we don't use the word steward a lot in our vocabulary, modern day vocabulary. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of steward, I think like being on a cruise ship. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if that's right because I've never been on a cruise, but that's what comes to mind. That's crazy. I can't believe you've not been on a cruise. That's really surprising. Oh, no, no, no. That's huh. a whole nother podcast discussion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why my husband refuses to go on a, on a cruise ship. But, um, you know, it, it's just that um, I think like you said, managing is probably the better word for us today, mm -hmm. but God's, God's word is full of verses related yeah. to being a good steward. So we want to talk about that a little bit in terms of our organizing and, you know, how it is we're taking care of the things that we have, yes. um, whether it's our finances, our home, the people who help us, the possessions that we have. Um, because I think sometimes we forget that everything we have comes from God, okay. everything, our possessions, our time, our mind, our thoughts, everything is given to us by God. Yes. So when we talk about our stuff or our time, the truth is it's not really ours. It doesn't really belong to us. It's yes. been given to us temporarily from God and we're commanded to use it for his glory. And I think Psalm 89, 11 speaks to this so beautifully. The heavens are yours. The earth is yours. Everything in the world is yours. You created it all. So when we talk about our time, our abilities, our thoughts, we have to remember that without God, we wouldn't have any of these. It's mm -hmm. so easy for us to forget that, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's easy for us now. It's always been easy for God's people to forget that everything comes from him. Um, the scripture is really good in uh, Deuteronomy 8, 17, 18 says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gave you the ability to produce wealth. So when we talk about our money, our stuff, our time, whatever, well, you know, it, we really didn't earn any of it. And you may say, why? Well, okay, well, I work hard to earn this money so I can buy this stuff. Well, who gave you the abilities to work? Who gave you, who put that opportunity to work in your life? It, it was really, it was all from God. And so without those reminders, then we're not going to be viewing our stuff and our time as our thoughts and our thoughts as owned by God. And, and we won't uh, make the best decisions about how to use them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I am so guilty of that. I mean, I like to think, oh, I wrote that book all by myself or, you know, I did this, you know, I use mm -hmm. my day productively, you know, and no, I mean, everything, you know, is not on my own, of my own doing. So yeah. now that we have a better understanding that God has given us or a good reminder, I would yes. say that God has given us everything we have and that we're supposed to manage it well, um, we, you know, need to talk about well, what does that look like, right? How does that look 
in, in our life today. Uh, because one day we're going to be held accountable for how well we took care of the God, gifts God gave us. Yes. Um, so when I think about that, I think a really good verse for us to remember or a really good parable is the one of the rich ruler, uh, the rich fool. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Lots of people in different parables get yeah. my Bibles mixed up. <laughs> it's our first day back in the studio. So it's a yeah, little bit. We're, we're a little rusty. <laughs> we're a little rusty folks. So thanks for bearing with us. But um, no, the parable of the rich fool um, from Luke 12. And just in case you're not familiar with that, Jesus was teaching his disciples and a man came up to him and asked him to help him settle a dispute with his brother. Mm -hmm. And Jesus warned the man, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed because life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Oh, that's and, so good. Yeah. I mean, right. We think, oh, I got to have, I got to have, I got to have. And Jesus is mm -hmm. going, no, it's not about that. But then he went on to tell the parable about how a rich man had this great harvest of crops and he had so many crops that he didn't have room to store mm -hmm. it all. Um, and so his plan was to tear everything down and then build bigger ones. So he'd have mm -hmm. even more space. Um, and then he'd be able to just, you know, take it easy and sit back and live off his, you know, profits because he had plenty stored up for the future. And that sounds like a great idea. We're sitting there going, yeah, what's wrong with that? Right. Oh yeah. He could totally take it easy. That sounds sweet. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds, <laughs> I wouldn't love that kind of life. Right. Yeah. But Jesus, here's what's interesting. Jesus called that man who had that plan a fool mm -hmm. because he was counting on something he had no control over. Yep. He could die that very night. And then what would happen with all of his extra crops, right? He was, yep. he was greedy, selfish, lazy, and completely focused on himself. And I, I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want yeah. Jesus looking at me at that kind of that person. But Jesus's final warning to him was so profound. It says in Luke 12, 21, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When we, when the Bible said it is sharper than any double-edged sword, it, ooh, it's so right. Yeah. You know, and, and if we go on what comes naturally to us, that's what we do. We see things from a selfish perspective. And that's why this is such a great reminder that this stuff is not ours. And, and it talks in that uh, in that story. I love that story so much that I almost named my book instead of Unholy Mess, Bigger Barns, because the story uh -huh. is just so appropriate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his excess crop, his first thought is, where am I going to put it all? All my crops. You know, there was no thought of like, well, what would God want me to do with this? Or could I share it? It was no, no, just like, let me keep it all and just figure out where to where to put it. And with that brings up the whole idea of storage. And in America, that the storage industry is just booming. It seems like everywhere you look, there's new storage, uh, new storage units being constructed. I, I, I've read that of all the storage units in the world, 98% are in America, which is oh, wow. just insane. Um, yeah. And I've also read could, that like there are more storage units than Starbucks. Absolutely. In fact, I think it's Starbucks and McDonald's combined, if I'm remembering correctly. Also, you could take every man, woman and child in America and put them inside the storage units and we'd all fit at the same time. I mean, oh, wow. it's just crazy. Um, you know, and we are financially blessed so that we have all that we need and we have a lot more. And so 
what's going to happen with the excess? Well, we could figure out how to store it. And that's definitely what we tend to do. But if we are, if we want to be a good manager or a good steward of all these gifts that God's given us, and we think, okay, well, what would God want us to do? Would he want us to store this up? Well, I, to me, I think that the answer to that is no. Um, the clearest indication of what God values is what's in his word and the example of Jesus, because, you know, he was God in the flesh on earth. And so let's look at what he did with his excess. Not that he had enough to have a storage unit, but, you know, he was a perfect model of being selfless. You know, he gave and he gave and he gave of his stuff, of his time. Uh, I mean, to the point of giving his very life. So if we want to be a good steward of our stuff, we will be givers. Um, this first first uh, John three sixteen says, "This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters." Now, get this: if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Yeah, ouch. Dear children, now it's not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So if we're going to be a good steward of our physical gifts that God has given us, then we're going to give what we don't need away and following Jesus' example, because we're never more like Jesus than when we give. Yeah. And in episode two, we're going to talk about letting go and yes. why we need to be letting go and how it benefits others when we do that. Um, but, you know, for this episode, we just wanted to talk about, you know, asking ourselves, am I being a good manager, a good steward of the possessions. And if we're storing them up when they could be a blessing to somebody else, the answer is probably no. And so that might be something our listeners want to just, just sit on for a while, you know, just think about. Um, so the next thing we have to manage is our time, right? Because we talk mo mainly on this podcast about possessions, time, and uh, our attention and our mind. Mm -hmm. um, so if We've talked a little bit about clutter. Um, like I said, we're going to dive into each of these three in depth this season. Yes. Um, so let's just um, talk about our time, right? How can we be good managers of our time? And and I've made it known before in season one several times that managing my time is my biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that I'm not alone in that. We in America are a culture of busy, right? Yes. It seems like sometimes we we carry our busyness as a badge of honor, right? Mm -hmm. But look how busy I am and my calendar's full. And, you know, and because of that, I must be truly very important. Mm -hmm. um, but when our schedule gets cluttered um, with all the busyness, um, and I can testify to this firsthand, um, we get um, overwhelmed, we get stressed out, yep. you know, we get overbooked where we're no good to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and usually because we are so busy with all the other things, the most important things um, get ignored. And so we yep. have to remember that being a good steward, um, our goal is to, to manage ourselves um, according to what the master would want. So um, how does God want us to use our time? And it tells us in Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, look carefully then how you walk or how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. Okay. And then it tells us in Psalms 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I mean, none of us is promised tomorrow. We yes. have to manage 
those 24 hours we get every day to the best of our ability. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really hard. I know for me and I know probably for other people. Um, so I hope that we can, <laughs> yeah, that we yeah. can figure out how to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and again, when we look to what the model is, we can always look to how Jesus spent his time as an indication of what God values as far as time. And Jesus had a consistent practice of spending time in prayer, um, which in some ways is kind of it's kind of interesting when you think about the Trinity, you know, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. So it's like he is God, but he still needs time with God. Um, it's a little bit mind boggling, but he regularly withdrew by himself and had times to pray as well as time to pray with the disciples and his followers, as well as giving his time to, you know, for healing and teaching and all that. Um, so one example, one scripture that you find Luke 5, 16 says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He did it often. And you will find a scripture similar to that in all the other gospels many, oh, yeah. many times. He knew that it wasn't just like a box to check. Gotta have my quiet time. Uh, but because I, I'm supposed to be doing it, but he knew he needed that uh, yeah. even when his schedule was demanding and especially even more so when his schedule was demanding, because he knew a lot was going to be required for himself, for him to give. And so he needed to be fed spiritually with that time with God. So if God's son in the flesh needed that time with his father, oh, how much more so us. Yeah. So no, yeah. it's very true. I mean, the days when I will stop and spend that time with God first and then go through my day, it's just, it's different. I mean, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's not by any means, but there's just so much more clarity. There's so much more peace. There's so much more energy and strength because I know that I have gotten what I needed from God and his word first versus those mornings when I think, oh, right. I don't have time for God. I'll deal with him later. And then I'm still running around with chicken with my head cut off, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to kind of develop the practice too of connect. I do connect with them in the morning. That works really well for me. It's not like unspiritual if morning's not your time, but I'm also no. trying to like have a more consistent practice of communicating with God throughout the day. Sure. Um, trying to keep those thoughts, you know, that I've uh, prayed about and studied, um, you know, listen to Christian music, just stopping and saying, oh God, that's what a gorgeous day. Thank you. Or wow, that was a great conversation. I, I could feel your presence. So, and, and yeah, the, he loves that. He wants that. He wants that yeah. relationship. Yeah, it, it definitely. And, and, and I think so many of us just think, but there's so much that has to be done. I, if I don't get going on it, I'm not going to get it done. And, um, you know, that's just not how God would manage his time, you know? No. And I think a, a beautiful reminder a long time ago, I think it was very, one of the very first um, women's retreats I ever went to. I went and we had, uh, you know, bunk beds. And mm -hmm. um, when I got there, there was this baby jar um, uh, sitting on, on the bed and it was filled with rice and okay. a walnut. Okay. Huh. And it okay. said, if you... If you try to, if you empty this jar out and you put um, the rice in first, uh -huh. um, which represents all the, the things in life, right? All the things that you have to do. And right. then you try to put the walnut in, which represents God. Um, it won't fit. It's just not going to fit. You can try to put that uh -huh. lid on there as much as you can, but it's just not going to fit. 
But then it said, however, if you um, put the walnut in first, if you give put God first and then you put in all the rice and then um, you'll be able to close the jar. And I just thought, I mean, I kept that jar for the longest time because yeah. it was such a visual reminder of, you know, we of putting God first and then letting everything else fill in. And so I love I, that. Yeah, I think as we manage our time, we just have to think about that. And I hope that's a, a visual. I'm sure if you wanted a visual, I know there's ones with rocks and sand. Yeah, and I've seen the rocks and one. sand one, but I love the walnut rice one. It also makes me think, okay, at an upcoming presentation, I do believe my attendees might be getting a baby jar with walnuts and rice. Because <laughs> there you it's go. brilliant. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's um it's such a it's just such a great reminder. Um, you know because we, we have to manage that time and we have to manage it well. Yes. Okay. So we still have a lot more to talk about. So let's just really quick. The other thing that Jesus did so well was uh, giving his time to serve others. Um, mm -hmm. He was so selfless, like you've already mentioned. Um, and we just have to remember that good stewards, uh, when it comes to time, don't neglect to take care of themselves and those yes. who are under their care, mm -hmm. but they're also aware of the people around them. It is so mm -hmm. easy when we get busy just to get so self focus and forget oh, yeah. about the problems yeah. that are going like, on around they're us. like this i got these blinders right um but we have to remember that god wants us when it's in our ability to help and serve others to do so so there's no you know simple formula there is no perfect way to do that um you know it's not like we have the answer to everything but because it's going to look different for everybody, right? Yes. Um, but I think whether we're talking about possessions or we're talking about time, we are never more Christ-like than when we give to other people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So so we've got one more of the big categories that we talk about. Uh, so let's give some attention to our attention. Mm. Think about how we think. Yes. Uh, so just like Leanna has been open about the scheduling, the schedule clutter being the biggest challenge for me, the attention clutter is the biggest challenge. I feel like my mind is racing a million miles an hour. Uh, I mean, we really are pulled. Our attention is pulled in so many different directions. Um, some can sometimes see impossible. How in the world am I going to get a handle on that? But we are also called to be good stewards of our thought life. You know, he, God wants us to love uh, love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So mine's in there. You know, we can't just neglect that. We, you know, it would be definitely to our detriment if we did. So um, so then how do we get our thoughts in line with God's word? Uh, well, one, one good scripture for this is kind of a litmus test. You think about, uh, okay, what am I thinking about? Can it pass this Philippians 4.8 test? So Philippians 4.8 is finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Ooh, that's a tough list. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's it's a really good one as well. Um, so that's one, uh, one way you can uh, think about what you're thinking. And it's it's sometimes tempting to think, well, I can't control what pops in my head. You know, I just I just have these thoughts. Well, no, but you can control what you do with them. And you can. You can um, be disciplined about your thought life. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really hard because we have things and we have, you know, yes. email notifications and, you know, different things like that. And so 
are we are constantly distracted. Our minds mm-hmm. are constantly distracted yes. by, you know, we can be working, we can be having our quiet time. We can be doing a Bible study. We can be focusing on the work that God has given us to do. And then ding, you know, we get an email or our phone vibrates um, and, you know, boom, we're taken out of that world and we're put yep. into another one. And then our mind goes to, oh, what am I going to do about that? And what am I going to do about mm-hmm. this? And how am I going to handle that? And when am I going to have time to deal with it? You know, and then they just start unraveling really, yep. really quickly. Yep. Right. And so we just have to kind of put, it, put the stops on it. We have to mm-hmm. go, is this how I'm supposed to manage my my mind at this moment, right? It's not that we ignore it and don't ever deal with it, but I think we have to stop and say, you know, is this what I need to be focusing on? Is this the right thing? You know, right was in there. Is it the right thing to be focusing on? Um, And then sometimes we can get focused and we can start worrying, right? And so then we we start crossing a line of, you know, is that the right way to be handling our our thoughts? So um, we have to be, you know, we have to be so careful because our thoughts lead to our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions. And so we, we, we start acting out of these things the way we think. So we have to be really careful, um, you know, because God's word tells us temptation comes from our own desires, which entice and drag us away. These th- desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Um, so we have to be really careful about how we're allowing those thoughts to play um, on our minds. And sometimes it can feel like they are on a constant replay, you mm-hmm. know, they're just constantly going. And while we can't control every thought, we can catch ourselves quickly uh, when we find find them kind of veering away from God's will. And I, I love Second Corinthians 10 that says, we demolish arguments, and every pretension that self, sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, you know, just in this whole discussion of stewardship and managing when it comes to our mind, um, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to try to make it obedient to Christ. And that litmus test that you, you know, shared with us a minute ago is, is a great way to do that. It's definitely not easy, but I think if we can keep these things in mind, we can stay on top of, on top of managing it well. Yes. All right. So before we close, let's go back over just briefly. So our overall point in this episode is uh, being good managers or stewards of God's gifts, because we know first and foremost that everything we have is from God, whether it's our stuff, our time, our thoughts. So and since it's God's, we have been uh, given the responsibility, responsibility of taking care of it. And we want to take care of it in a way that honors God. And God's word, as always, uh, and and just looking at the way Jesus lived and how he prioritized using those those things are the best indicators of how we should use them. So we're going to be talking more. We're going to dive deep into each of the clutter categories. Um, so the, you'll you'll hear me, but this is kind of just the overview of the the topic of being good managers of what God gives us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Sorry, something cut my throat. <laughs> I'm not used to talking so much. Um, yeah, so that's that's exactly right. We're going to be looking at, at all of those. So stay stay with us. <clears throat> stay with us. Um, but for now, that is it for episode one of Uncluttered season two. Don't forget, yes. to, hit that, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. 
I need to yes. take it with my yes. voice. Not cut it. <laughs> yeah. And share, share the podcast with someone that you think could get a blessing from it. That's going to be the best way that people will find us. Um, ratings or reviews, subscribing, all that. And reach out to us. We love getting emails from listeners. Uh, contact at uncluttered.faith. Um, so until next time, remember, an uncluttered life is an abundant life. Thank you.